0: This is Almost 107, a Fanshawe College Journalism student podcast.
1: Get real.
2: Hello everyone and welcome back to this episode of Almost 107, the podcast. I'm your host, Thomas Cesar Bender, and today we are talking to Jack Farlow, who is an up-and-coming CrossFit athlete. He's already competed in the junior CrossFit Games and finished sixth in the world. Right now, he's competing in the CrossFit Open, which he's hoping to do well enough to qualify for the CrossFit Games. We talk about his rise in CrossFit and how the field of athletes is getting more and more talented each year.
0: Like sport now, which is which is important, but I mean, it also makes the competition a lot stiffer. Like a lot, of, a lot of people are really trying to go for it. So like if I was as good as I am now 10 years ago, I'd be like top three in the world. But the talent pool just keeps building and people just keep getting better as the sport evolves. Um, so now, so now here I am fighting just to hopefully make the top 40.
2: We also sit down with Jack's coach, Josh Woolley, who also coaches Jack's girlfriend, Emma Lawson, who competed last year in the women's CrossFit games and finished sixth as a teenager. Enough of me talking. Let's jump right into this episode of Almost 107 The Podcast. Hello and thank you for joining me Jack Farlow and the first question I have for you is what's the difference between say CrossFit and Olympic powerlifting?
0: Yeah um, I mean I guess it's it's important to distinguish between like CrossFit for competing and CrossFit for like health and longevity basically. Um, I mean if you're just doing CrossFit like an hour a day to stay fit and healthy it's a bit of a different story but I guess I'll kind of lean towards what I do which is the competitive side of it. I'd say the biggest difference is that you can't really specialize in any one thing. Like you can get super, super strong and that will help you, but you have to be able to still run fast and far and uh, do things that require moving your own body weight, which being like maybe super big and bulky, which would help you for lifting kind of slows you down on that side of things. So it's kind of just getting really, really good at everything while uh, not getting too far ahead or be- behind in any aspect of fitness basically
2: what got you first into CrossFit and then with that kind of who did you look up to when you first started doing CrossFit who was kind of mm-hmm. the one maybe even someone in your life or your professional athlete that you looked up to and kind of wanted to be like
0: yeah so my older some of my older siblings kind of found it at first and they were kind of on the side of just doing it for for fun and just to stay active and healthy, but with that being said, they also followed along the competitive season more just kind of as fans, so they're the ones who got me into it, got me kind of watching the the athletes um, at, like, the CrossFit Games, and so that kind of got me started in it, and then actually kind of the year I started was the first year that they had a teenage division at the Games, which was, like, uh, I was, like, just, like, 13 at the time, so that's kind of what gave me the motivation to like actually be good at it so just like my older siblings at the time kind of just wanted to make them impressed with what I do and then they were obviously some athletes too.
2: How was your experience or could you describe a little bit about your first experience at the games and how old were you when you went to the games as when you competed as a junior?
0: Yeah Um. so I went as a 17 year old in the 16-17 division which is the last year before you're kind of thrown with everyone else so it's kind of like the last hurrah there. And that was like my goal for probably three or four years leading up to that uh, as a 17 year old, which like as a kid, I can't really think of anything else that like I really set my mind to to achieve for that period of time. So, see so yeah, it was super fun just to, to finally make it. And I felt like once I did make it, the pressure was off and, you know, you, you could have, I could have put a lot of pressure on how I performed there, but I kind of just took it off, was happy to be there, just went with it whether it was like winning or coming last night, still did pretty well. So um, it was super cool just being in that environment with all the other Games athletes. You know, you show up and you get fitted for like a million clothes that you get to take home, a million shoes. And as a kid, that's like super cool. So yeah, only good memories of that.
2: And what was it like to perform kind of your first maybe events with thousands of fans and a sold out crowd?
0: The first moment I've like experienced that kind of like fanfare is Uh, Just this past year, um, I was able to do well in some like qualifying events that that got me like seated in a super high heat for this competition. And I was looking to the left and right of me. And these are guys that like I've looked up to for years and years. And I know like there are a lot of eyes on these guys and I'm right beside them. So by that nature that there are a lot of eyes on me, too. I think it's really easy to let that get to you, especially being like the younger guy there. So just kind of experience there learning to run your own race and just kind of using fans as like a fuel to keep you going rather than any sort of pressure or expectation.
2: And now kind of what is like the process for an athlete to make it to the games? I know there's like the the CrossFit Open Mm -hmm. and what's kind of like the whole qualifying process now, uh, like training to compete to get into the games as well?
0: They've changed the format maybe three times in the past five years. So um, it's kind of hard to follow along, but the system they have now is pretty good. So yeah, it starts with the Open. Like you said, everyone Whoever wants to sign up for that can do it. It's like 20 bucks. You do three workouts, one a week for three weeks. Um, And after that, they take the top 10% in each um, continent. Uh, North America split actually in East and West. So um, they take top 10% in North America East, which is the top like 4,000 or so. So like for someone who's legitimately trying to make it to the games, that's like no problem to be inside that. Then you move on to quarterfinals, which is actually this coming weekend. That's just, again, at your own gym, heavier workouts, a bit more skill involved. And then from there, you have to be top 60 in North America, East or West to go to the semifinals, which is finally your live in-person competition, which is kind of what I was talking about in that last moment. And then from there, you have to be top five to 10, depending on the strength of your field to make the games finally. So every year, the last two years, I've made that semifinal but come up a bit short from the game. So hopefully this is the year for that.
2: And at the kind of from what the little bit I've watched and seen, it seems like the CrossFit community is very close knit and you are battling against each other, but it also seems like it's a very close community, community as well. Has how have you experienced that as an athlete that maybe the gym you go to, it seems like everyone's supporting each other, kind of pushing each other within the workouts.
0: Yeah, definitely. Like within your local gym, like everyone's friends there. You have nothing to gain by anyone else losing so definitely nothing but support there when you get to like the bigger competitions i feel like you have to ride a fine line i mean there's no like real rivalries or beef like in other sports like no one's uh like verbally abusive or anything but uh they're also the people that maybe are a bit too a bit too friendly like when you're when you're finishing last in the workout, you don't really want the guy finishing first coming to cheer you on. It seems a bit disingenuous. So, yeah,
2: that I can um, see that.
0: There are some of those people, and who knows if they really mean any harm by it. But um, there's dif- definitely different like levels to how friendly you want to be come come game time.
2: Your girlfriend last year competed in the women's CrossFit Games and did super well as a mm-hmm. teenager in that. And how was it? Kind of uh were you able to go see her compete at those games? Yeah. How was that yeah. experience to see kind of her do so well at, at her first CrossFit games?
0: Yeah. So uh, I guess it was, it was hard for anyone to have expectations of like just how well she was going to do. I mean, like at the gym every day, like I can, I know she's really, really good, but um, I mean, not just like comparing her to like everyone at a gym. So you don't really know when you finally go to this like big pool of the best athletes, kind of what to expect. So I just remember like the first workout was something that if we did it like back here at our, at our gym, like I know she would do really well in it, but I didn't know if that meant she's going to win the event at this, at the CrossFit games, or if that means she's going to come tenth, 20, like, I didn't know what a good event for her means. And so I just remember watching that and her slowly creeping up. And, uh, I think she finished that event in third, but it was like seconds separating first and third. So Um, That kind of set the tone for like the type of weekend that it was about to be. And obviously there were some lows and some highs uh, after that, but yeah, it was just crazy and crazy to witness that having no expectation going in.
2: Josh Woolley has been Jack's coach for the last few years, and he talks about coaching Jack and Emma and how it is coaching these two elite athletes. These kind of two questions correlate, but can you describe as a, coach how it feels to see your athletes kind of compete at the highest level and then as just as well as kind of reach their goals and almost there's obviously they're young and still have lots of goals to reach but how is it as a coach to see say emma compete at the games last year and do so well and then see jack still kind of growing and starting to get
1: higher and higher in the ranks definitely like a very interesting feeling um you know when you spend a lot of time with these people like you care about them more than just an athlete um like you care about them as a person so you get to know them and and see the ups and downs right and training for this at the highest level is extremely challenging there's a lot of sacrifices that go in so to see them get success um whether it's accomplishing like you know their personal goals that they have for themselves or you know premise the last year making it to the games as an individual and doing so well seeing that is really it just makes you feel like really really good as a coach you know you're proud of their efforts you're proud of you know my own efforts in terms of putting time in to help develop a plan for them and so like you just have an overwhelming sense of pride there being proud of them seeing the again the effort that they put in throughout the year and the sacrifices they made um it is really you know inspiring to to see that happen so
2: the, obviously, the athletes learn lots when they're at the games or at these kind of top events. But as a coach, do you kind of learn as well, kind of different things that maybe other coaches are doing? Or is it, and it's almost like a learning aspect for you when you're at these top events, seeing all these other athletes and coaches as well?
1: Yeah, yeah. So, one thing that I definitely like to do, I guess, like I said, in my own coaching, is, is learn from what others are doing. So, being at the games and being surrounded by other top level athletes and coaches and coaching. Groups was really eye opening. Like, there's a lot of things that I took away from that in terms of, you know, how do we prepare athletes for events? how does training need to differ leading up to an event or during their off season? And then just making relationships with them and being able to bounce ideas off different coaches um, has been really, really good. So the other thing too is is having this communication with these other coaches and seeing that what what we're doing isn't super far off from what they're doing is also encouraging, right? So it just kind of means that we're on on the right track. But yeah, always learning, always trying to learn. You know, as soon as you think you know everything, you're, you're losing that game.
2: And as a trainer, say, in the CrossFit world, what is kind of tough to make the training program for this certain athlete as it's different than powerlifting? You're not just trying to see how much you can bench press or squat. There's so many different aspects as you kind of need to run, bike and row and all different sorts of things. So how is it as a coach to kind of design a plan going into an event where they need to be able to be good at all different sorts of kinds of things? And how is that as a um, trainer to make sure you have a plan that the athlete can get good in all sorts of categories.
1: You know, if I just use Emma for an example, you know, she did great at the games, finished six, the rookie of the year, like awesome stuff. Obviously very, very fit, very, very strong <laughs> for a 16 or 17 year old, like phenomenal. But the big takeaway from that was that, you know what, we need to get stronger. Some of these girls are, you know, 10, 15 pounds heavier because they're, they're older, they've been training longer. So the gap in strength, although you're very strong, is something that we really need to focus on. So, following after the games and a really good period of time off which the body needs like we've really been focusing on strength development since that point and prioritizing that now obviously as we get closer and further into the competitive crossfit season we're starting to add in more conditioning more gymnastic more kind of crossfit MetCon style training um, to supplement her strength training but by all, like, means like we're going to be continuing strength development up until the games this year right so we need to close those holes and the nice thing is and for emma is like we're seeing the fruits of that labor right so all the work that she's been putting in on developing strength like she's getting stronger she's closing that gap while at the same time you know maintaining her proficiency and the other kind of aspects of crossfit
2: and as a coach you kind of see all the behind the scenes that Um, fans or other athletes don't see going on and say what's kind of that you've seen in Emma and Jack that make them such strong athletes and competitors especially say for Emma doing so well at a younger age how have you kind of seen behind the scenes work going on like just their competitiveness to kind of get to where they are now
1: yeah so it definitely takes a special person to willingly put yourself into this level of discomfort while you're competing. And that's one thing that I think will Jack and the do very, very well is they're able to kind of shut off the pain threshold. Like obviously they're feeling pain during these workouts and discomfort, but they're able to navigate through that. Um, so obviously like they're very, very mentally tough, um, but they're also just very dedicated and committed to what they do. So, you know, seeing them in the back, at events, you know, they're very business, you know, this is business, like we're, we're here to compete. But at the same time, they're also very good at moving past, you know, well, that event didn't go great. This is why it didn't go great. But, you know, I'm not going to dwell on that. I'm going to start focusing in on the next the next event. So they're very good at also doing that because if you get so focused in on something that didn't go well, it's going to have detrimental effects moving forward, right? So being able to kind of have a short-term memory and kind of leave those things, to dig into after the competition uh, is something that's also super important that they both do very very
2: well how do you find it when you're still training for the games and trying to put yourself as well as balancing schoolwork and like you said you're doing Mm -hmm. co-op now and then as well just like your social life how is that do you find that tough to balance or how do you find balancing life while still trying to train as an athlete
0: yeah i think you definitely like really have to like what you're doing because if it feels like a sacrifice, like it's not going to, it's not going to happen basically. So like, yeah, I, I spend very little time with like, just like my buddies, like from hockey in high school. Like, I mean, I try to keep those friendships, but I'm not able to go out with them every weekend or anything like that, which like would I like to sure. But I, I it's not like every Saturday I'm kicking myself because I wish I could be out there. So um, you kind of just have to, really really have your goals in mind and uh and want to do what it takes to get there um in terms of school i mean like that's something like i'm paying like a fair bit of money for so you definitely just don't want to be like failing that um with that being said i definitely like don't strive for necessary like excellence in the classroom
1: yeah. as crazy
0: as, as silly as that sounds but um just like you know just trying to like get by and um and not be in like a situation where I like have to get a 90 on the final to pass the course so like just kind of stay consistent stay above that above that failing grade to a point where I feel comfortable and uh just kind of get it done that's just how it is for me
2: yeah and kind of you've already answered this question a little bit but what does like a summer look like for you for events and kind of coming up and maybe some goals in the next few years you have. I mean, And then yeah. is there other events other than kind of for CrossFit or is there only events kind of leading up to the CrossFit Games or is there now just other private events you can go into as an athlete?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, Yeah, I, I'm not so much sure on what my plan would be other than to tackle those the ones we talked about from Open to the Games with the quarterfinals and semifinals in between. I mean, that will be it from now until the Games. After that, there definitely are some. Um, they call them like out of season competitions, so they're not technically hosted by CrossFit, but you're doing the the same things there, and like that's also a good way to win a bit of money if you can get there. So for me, I'll just see where I'm at. Kind of if I feel I need more competition experience, then that's a good way to go. But if you feel like you just need to put your head down and like get some solid training uninterrupted in, then uh, then that's the other option. This past year. Uh, in October, I was at one of the bigger ones, which was the Rogue Invitational. And that's like, um, yeah, that was like super cool, especially for me because I haven't really been in a situation of that, like that star power and that big of a fan base. So um, so that was super cool for me just to get that experience in there. And I feel like I'm a lot better off going into the season having done
2: that. Have you seen it grow, the CrossFit games and the fans behind it as well as then just the talent is way more athletes doing it now have and kind of how have you personally seen crossfit grow over these past few years
0: i think a lot of people are seeing it as like a legitimate like sport now which is which is important but i mean it also makes the competition a lot stiffer like a lot of a lot of people are really trying to go for it so like if i was as good as i am now 10 years ago i'd be like top three in the world but (laughs) the talent pool just keeps building and people just keep getting better as the sport evolves um so now so now here I am fighting just to hopefully make the top 40 so
2: thank you Jack and Josh for sitting down and chatting with me hopefully you listeners learned a little bit more about what it means to be a CrossFit athlete make sure to tune in to the next episode of Almost 107 I was your host Thomas Caesar Bender and wishing everyone a great day